uh, me and Kyle have our own podcast kind of separately. Kyle and Kyle has his We're Not Those Guys with Justin and Trevon. I have the Mom Chronicles, which is currently like on a very long sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's getting ready to relaunch. Um, but it just made sense to have something um, that was specific to the studio and specific about... Um, kind of the impact we're trying to make and just an extension of the conversations that we have with people that we're talking to in the community. And so uh, whether you're someone here local to where we are, we're in kind of the northern Georgia area, um, up here in, in Holly Springs, Canton area, whether you're up here or whether you're across the world, I think that the conversations that we have offline and just speaking to people um, are things that a lot of business owners um, can use and implement and maybe things that people can um, use in their marketing. And so... Um, that's really what this podcast is. We're going to be talking about certain things and talking about marketing in a, I think in a different perspective, um, because Canon Studios, the core of, of Canon Studios is storytelling. And so I think we yep. always have that as like the central theme um, when we're approaching different things in marketing uh, personally or whether we're helping a client with content. And so... Um, yeah, we're just going to have conversations about it and bring in other people that are experts. Um, we're going to be giving you like some technical tips, right? So we want yep. to basically say, hey, this is the problem. This is how we address it. This is the tool to use to fix it. And then we hold you accountable. And so that's yeah. really what the format is like. Yeah. I think when we sat down and we started like planning all of this, we tried to figure out, okay, what's uh, something that we can do that'd be helpful. And so we like... Mm-hmm. We sat down and sort of segmented the podcast into those four different like pieces that you yeah. just spoke about. And so we want to share some something that's insightful, um, grab some expertise and like allow them to give their perspective because, you know, mm-hmm. we aren't the end all be all. So we like to lean on others to kind of help us uh, help us along. And then also, like you said, give some very practical like tools and um, yeah. technical advice. And then challenge you to go ahead and get out there and do it yourself with some, you know, some next steps. So, yeah, yeah, um. totally unrelated. <clears throat> but I'm looking at myself in this camera. I'm like, man, I look so much better when I was doing isogenics. So I got to get back. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get oh, back on that. The holidays, you know, I think when you go into the holidays, you just. Yeah. Are like whatever. I get a free pass. I've been doing that for like two months, so yeah, uh, no more free passes. I got an early start on my holiday break. It was like <laughs> probably November. I was just yeah. Like, All right, I'm gonna. Well, because it's our birthdays. Like our birthday month is November. Yeah, our holidays are extended. Yeah, and so we have a lot of birthdays towards the end of the year. Yep. Um. So it's like as soon as November hits. I think we automatically go into holiday mode. At least I do. Yeah. So. Um, and so, yeah. So we got to get back on our. We're going to get back on it. On our isogenics. I was, we were talking about that the other day because I know now we're doing like juicing, which is cool. I think we could do both. Yep. Um, but definitely getting back on that isogenics train because. Yeah, it was good. I'm looking a little puffy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't see it. That's what you're supposed to say. All right. <clears throat> so. Um, As we were planning this out, we kind of said, okay, each quarter we're going to have kind of like a different theme. Mm -hmm. And so we're in Q1. So our theme for um, this quarter, which is January through March, uh, what does your business mean to the community? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the core theme of everything that we're going to be breaking down. And then specifically for this month, um, the January the January focus is really understanding the needs of your audience um, that's here in the community and allowing that to influence your business goals. Yep. So <laughs> the title for this episode, <laughs> I don't even know where this came from or... We were literally sitting in our office at home and I kind of had a completely different show mapped out. Yeah. And it was, the more I looked at it, it was very salesy. Yeah. Um, And so we kind of refabricated the entire show. And so I think there's enough podcasts that are like super stuffy and not practical and aren't helpful. So we want to be the opposite of that. So of course we We came with the... Yeah. And we were like ideating. It was like, okay, how do we like... (laughs) <laughs> do something helpful without, you know, like taking ourselves too seriously. So mm-hmm. we just kind of started spitballing things. And um, I think one of the first things that I can't remember you or I said it, but you said it. it was like, do you know the Muffin Man? It was like, wait, what? And then there was, oh, wait, yeah, no, that kind of makes sense. And then we kind of ran mm-hmm. with that. So, um, yeah, if you keep up with the podcast and subscribe, you'll notice that um, sort of like nursery rhyme um, mm-hmm. theme gets sort of... Um, Worked in throughout. So, yeah, episode one. Do you know I don't the Muffin know. Man? I don't even know why nursery rhymes like canon is seven. I don't know. It just, it's whatever. Weird. It works. So, <laughs> but we, it's so much truth to it. I don't yeah. know. Do you know the Muffin Man? That's, that's the title of episode one. Yep. Do what? you know the Muffin Man? And so, the overall point is what of do you know the Muffin Man? So, I think when we were, when we were talking about it, we were figuring out, okay, wait, that actually works. Um, one of the first things that came to my mind was, um, so if I'm if I'm having a conversation with someone just sort of out in the wild, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, and you know a particular need comes up, like I say, oh man, my you know my back has been killing me, and you know I've been looking for a chiropractor. Do you know of any chiropractors, right? Mm-hmm. And so this idea of like, um, do you know the Muffin Man made sense in terms of does your community like do they talk about you or do they um, look at you as the the go-to or as a trusted source for the service that you provide? And so, um, right. you know, if I tell someone that, hey, my back is hurting, would the people in your community speak up on your behalf and say like, yeah, I know this great chiropractor who is, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, like they're yeah. great at these things. Um, and so that's the, I guess, the concept or idea in Kind of breaking that down is, you know, we have some some questions to to jump into, but yeah, um, I think that's kind of the main point is like, does your community know you that you exist, and do they know that you, you know, do a great job? So yeah, so it could almost be asked. I know the title of the episode is "Do You Know the Muffin Man," but you can also follow that up and say like, do they know the Muffin Man? Because the Muffin Man ultimately is you, yeah, right. And so I think we even like got like broke down like the story when we were talking about it. I yeah. mean, the actual lullaby when we were talking about it. Yeah, um, we don't have to do that today unless we feel like it's necessary. But yeah, if it comes up, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. How does it go? Do you know the Muffin Man? And then you said the Muffin Man. I just man? I don't know. I always think about <laughs> Shrek whenever. Yeah, when he was getting, when uh, Gingy was getting uh, questioned. Yeah. It's like, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! Yeah, I think that's, that's what I always think about. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of stops there. So, mm-hmm. 
So the first question that we came up with is, uh, was so, when someone is looking for the service you provide, does the community mention your name? Mm. I think um, at least here where we are, there's a pretty popular Facebook group that has so many people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so automatically, I think the most thing, the thing that, that um, people can relate to is when someone says, hey, I'm looking for this, who do you recommend? Yeah. Right? And so is your name being thrown into those comments? Are people talking about maybe their experience or whatever? Yeah. Right? So um, it's, a, you know, it's a little bit harder, especially in saturated markets, I feel like. Yeah. Like if you're a real estate agent or insurance, right, it may be a little bit harder, but is your name still getting um, added in the comments or added to that list of people? Yeah. Um, one, because you are you providing good service, and then two, um, like, do people genuinely like working with you, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's kind of how it's broken down in terms of um, when people are going to recommend you. But yeah, that's the first question. When someone is looking for the service you provide, um, is your name mentioned, right? Yeah. Whether that's in a room, whether that's online, whatever, um, is your name being mentioned? Yeah, and I, and I think also that, like... Part of that starts with the just general visibility. Like, mm-hmm. do people know that you even exist, right? To have an opinion about you. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like the starting point. And then following up from that is like, you know, kind of making sure that, you know, they don't just know you, but they know you as someone that is, you know, a reliable source of information in that sort of in that uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that, you know, one of the one of the things that we wanted to to do when we when we began here at Canon Studios was um, you you made it a point to be very um, deeply connected in the community in the business community especially and so um, just like attending different networking meetings and uh, business clubs and just kind of like doing the doing the uh, boots on the groundwork of yeah. just building those relationships and you know that's for us it's it's paid dividends in the fact that we do have um, you know maybe not as much visibility as we possibly could have. Um, we definitely, uh, I would say we definitely had, had some points where we left some meat on the bone, so to speak, mm-hmm. but, um, just getting started out of the gate, like that was a huge, like momentum boost for us just starting. So, yeah. um, yeah. And that was, that was all you, like I, I started and I was like, okay, I gotta get all the technical things set up. Like everything in the studio needs to be like perfectly working and, um, you know, sound good, look good, all that. But, yeah. uh, you know, there was nobody, nobody was here to see it. And so, yeah, um, yeah you kind of took the lead in like getting us to be somebody, somebody that's known and recognizable. So, yeah. And I think you have to, because, um, yeah, you can, right. Like for us, we knew going into, it, we were going to have to create those organic relationships based on who we were trying to, um, help. And so for us, we knew like, yeah, we're going to have to do some things digitally, but we knew we weren't about to be spending money for ads every month. Right. Right. Um, Just because we're local. um, And for us, it was like, okay, if we're going to pour money into marketing, um, it's going to be on, you know, the time, like time invested in actually understanding people Mm -hmm. um, and letting it create like that compound effect. So, you know, if you know this person, this person may know this person, this person may know this person. And truthfully, we don't, we're not, at least for me, when I go to different networking meetings, I'm not going with the intention of, 
I want to close business with them. Right. I'm not going with the intention of I want to close business with maybe someone they know. I'm going with the intention of like, I'm really interested in what it is that you do. And yeah. if we can help each other, cool. But if not, at least, you know, like we had a genuine conversation. Maybe we had coffee. Mm-hmm. Maybe we had lunch, you know, whatever you came. Maybe you came by to see the studio. Yeah. And so now we know each other. And to me, that's going to create uh, a more lasting effect than um, me going into it with the intention of it being like a transactional relationship. I think it needs to be, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like I'm going to make friends, but you are like to create genuine, genuine relationships. And so um, I want to create relationships with as many people as I can when I go to those events so Mm -hmm. that when someone does mention like, Hey, I'm looking to start a podcast Right. Like you're automatically thinking Canon Studios. And so um, just think about it. If you say like, hey, I'm looking to buy a car. Right. Yeah. Who do you think about? Or, hey, I'm looking to buy. I need I just I just opened my business or I just bought a car. Mm -hmm. Now I need to get insurance for it. Right. Who do you you recommend as, as an insurance agent? Are you so, asking me? No, I'm not asking you, <laughs> but I'm just saying like yeah. those types of things, I think for us is like, to, in my opinion, that's way more impactful than, um, I don't know, than like running a bunch of ads. Right. So, totally. um, well, you're like, we're building community, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's deeper than, than just the business. And it's, it's much more, more valuable than just the business. Cause it's the relationships that you get to, to yeah. experience. And, you know, granted there are benefits of it because, you know, you, you are in community. And so now you're getting to have these conversations and hear like what these individuals are struggling with, and mm-hmm. what these, you know, uh, companies and organizations, uh, small businesses or nonprofits, um, some of the, the pain points that they have. And so you can, you know, both build the relationship in a very, very organic way. And you're also understanding, Hey, like I actually have something that is like a valuable, um, talent service or product to, to bring to them that, you know, I think that they would be happy to engage in with me. And so when you, you know, when it does come time for you to, um, maybe not make a sales pitch, but if they ask you about your service, then you can stand there confidently and be like, you know, this is something that I think will really help you. And it's not just trying to, um, close a deal and trying Mm -hmm. to like make money, but it's, you are actively trying to like improve the, the outcomes in your community, especially in your business community, um, by providing a service that is needed. And so yeah. that's the, like, that's sort of the, the dual edge approach that, you know, feels really good about being known and being, um, sort of visible in the community that, you know, you don't get that from just, uh, like you were saying, the running ads and kind of, uh, which I'm not saying we won't ever do that, but right. I think for us just starting out, right. Like, we, I mean, just b- background into our story, right? Like we've had, we had Canon Media before this. And even before that, we were just figuring things out in terms of um, what we were doing. And so um, I think we started Canon Studios in what, May of last, May of 2022? Yeah. Something like that. So we had a physical studio building. Um, and so it hasn't even been a year that, been a year yet, but we knew going into it, we were going to have to take like an organic approach. Yeah. Um, because I feel like Cherokee County is so 
uh, community like focused and oriented. And so, yeah. yeah, they may do business with you if, you know, some things are just a necessity, right? Like, yeah. I feel like insurance, right? That's a ne- like you have to, if you drive a car, you have to have insurance unless you're just out here driving hot. Like, right. <laughs> like you, you, you have to, <laughs> you have to, right? right so picking, picking that, right? Like mm-hmm. it's going to come down to, Okay, who do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something you have to have. Yeah. The service that we have, right? Some people don't view it as a necessity. We do because we feel like it it needs to be a part of your overall marketing strategy. But yeah. for us, we knew we were going to have to go out and create connections with people um, mm-hmm. and not try to guess what their pain points were because we're really here to try to fill a need. And so yeah. the, I think the best way to do that is ask people mm-hmm. Ask them, like, have them, like, get a little bit vulnerable with you. And you can't do that. It's hard to do that whenever you are um, just running ads to people. I'm not saying you can't. Right. The journey just looks a little bit different. So for us, we knew, okay, for one, we don't have an ads budget. Right. (laughs) Right? Like, we do not have that. And so, um, I don't know. We just wanted to take the organic approach and create sort of a solid foundation. And then we can build on that as we're expanding. But there's so much talent in so many businesses and so many um, business owners just in Cherokee County um, that we feel like we can help. (laughs) Um, And so it's like, why not go and talk to them directly in the business clubs? Make that happen. You can be in the room with somebody that you actually want to do business with. Right. Whereas and you don't have to pay for it. You pay pay with your time, maybe an hour, two hours a week Mm -hmm. um, at one club. But you're not, you know, you're not spending ad dollars in hopes that you reach that person. Yeah. So I think what for some people, some businesses like, you know, the time cost may actually end up being more than you know mm-hmm. what it would cost them to run a bunch of ads. And, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that I think that carries us like into our into our next question or next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing like having your community know you is one thing. I think the next part of that is um understanding whether or not the reputation that your community knows you for. So mm-hmm. if they do know you, do mm-hmm. you carry a positive or a negative reputation and um <clears throat> sort of understanding like what does that look like and what are yeah. some some signposts to tell you whether or not it's it's good or bad. <clears throat> um right. So one of the one of the things that I think we can look at is um, do you have like repeat clients? Like do people use your service and then come back or is that sort of like, you know, a one-off thing? Like I remember um, when, when you and I were like early, early in our relationship, we were dating uh, maybe early in our marriage, but we used to use like Groupon a lot. And I think Mm -hmm. that was one of the, man, they had like those $5 studio movie grill tickets. I'm telling you. Yeah. We used to go every day. Goodness. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> group home. they don't if have it anymore. You, they don't have it anymore because uh, well, I was looking the other day when we were looking yeah. to go for me, a, you, and Cannon. It was a better time. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's a it's an investment. We say. and to go to the movies, it's like you could take a road trip for how expensive it is to go to the movies. Yeah, you have to save up to go to the movies. Yeah, it's seriously. Like, I think we can go next month. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. back to um, what you were saying about Groupon and how we used to yeah. go so, ham. 
there was like tons and tons of businesses that were um, jumping on that and they were like getting a lot of new clients through Groupon. Um, mm-hmm. But I think their biggest complaint is that people would come in with a Groupon and they wouldn't come back. Yeah. And part of that was because, of course, you know, the price point, like yeah. price was a, a prohibitive. And also they, the people would come in with the Groupon and then they would receive a poor service or they wouldn't enjoy yeah. what they got. And so they wouldn't come back because of the fact that, you know, the person who, you know, lured them in with their mm-hmm. uh, 50% off deal didn't yeah. deliver on the other side of that with a great um, product or service. And so, um, yeah. yeah. I think too, whenever you begin a relationship with discounted pricing, um, that like kind of, sometimes that can hurt you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if you come in into, let's just say, right. Like if you come in, Maybe not for, I don't know, maybe for a gym, I don't know. I don't know the data behind that. But for something like the movies, right? Mm -hmm. If you're used to using a Groupon and you've gone for the first two months and only paid $5 for a ticket, and then month three, now it's $15 for a ticket, that's going to dramatically change the behavior in which, like, now you're going to be like, no, either you're going to look for something else on Groupon, or you're just not going to go to the movies, right? right? So I think discounted, first of all, I, I always say people don't value free. Like yeah. straight up, they don't think about how many free webinars people have signed up for. Yeah, they don't care if they go or not because. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, that is a <laughs> a hairy beast. I think. I think people, you gotta be really careful how you, you do, do it. Yeah. You do, but I I don't think that um in, in terms of when it comes to service delivery, a lot of people don't value free. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. is at the front door, and I hope it's not my dad. Let me check real quick. He said within the next 30 minutes, but somebody just rang our doorbell. It might have been Kate. It's probably a neighbor, yeah. Nope, it's my dad. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Why would he think? Dad, sorry, but we're not at, we're at the studio. Dad. Hello? Hello? Dad. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Dad. Jesus Christ. Okay, he's probably trying to answer from his watch. It is too far. Mm-hmm. Talk to him through the uh, the doorbell. Hello, Dad. Yeah. Where? <laughs> I guess what? that wasn't clear. We're at the studio. We're not at home. Oh hell! You didn't tell me that. I know, but I just I <laughs> I didn't say you want. Do you want to bring it up here? You want me to let the garage up and you just leave it in the garage? Well, where are you going to put it? You going to put it at the studio? Or you gonna yeah, put it it's coming now? to the studio. But whatever's right. easiest for you, you just let me know. All right, I'll be. I got to go back that way anyways. All right. All right, bye. Ready. All right, bye. We got to hurry up because he's going to be here soon. All right. I don't even remember what we were talking about. So, so 
really just that follows up with the overall question of does your name carry a negative or a positive reputation and kind of what are some signs that you've like that that you can use or identify or like signals that let you know mm-hmm. which side of that you're on i yeah. think negatively maybe a little bit harder to identify for people but like you said like repeat clients and using the whole groupon example yeah i think the most um uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? The most simplified answer, in my opinion, is like look at your reviews, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> look at your look at your reviews online. If if they're terrible, like yeah, it's a pretty clear indicator of reputation. yeah, yeah. And so unless it's a bigger company, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, and I think so. The the reviews online are pretty like you know, straightforward. And, you know, some people just don't, they don't use them. Um, Mm -hmm. I know some friends of ours in the business community are very, you know, they're huge believers in like getting those reviews and uh, leveraging those to to kind of build up your reputation online. Um, Now, I think what, what our question here is more uh, pointed at is kind of um, the, the connection that you have with, with an individual in, you know, beyond like their review like do they rave about you to their friends and family are they raving fans yeah i think we've read in that terms book. of the story brand. i need to read that book again but yeah mm-hmm. in terms of the in terms of the story brand framework are they raving fans about you yeah so that goes back to even the first point of like when someone is looking for the service you provide mm-hmm. does the community mention your name are they raving fans about your service yeah. or are they raving fans about you even if they've never used your service yeah um so i think the way that you answer that question kind of allows you to um, answer your own question. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> whether people, whether you have a positive or a negative reputation, if you're brand new, you may not know, right? Yeah. Like if you're new in business, you may not know. It might be somewhere in the middle or it just maybe the people aren't super familiar with you, Yeah, which that means you got to go out and meet some more people. But totally. Um, so, yeah. So, how how well we kind of just talked about that like how do you recognize when you have a poor reputation we just said mm-hmm. right yeah so um i think the last thing we want to touch on is sort of um some strategies to kind of improve your reputation because even if you have yeah. a good reputation i think it's always you know something that you can be working to yeah to further and to, to you know make better because if you know the people that know you and talk about you now talk or speak well about you, about your business, then you want, you want more people to do that same thing. Right? Yeah. That's how we grow in business. That's yeah. more raving fans is right. best. Um, yeah. Sorry, so thought was trailing off and totally lost that one, but yeah. We're back. So, so really there's four strategies um, that we're currently using to kind of improve our reputation. Even if you have a good reputation, you want to constantly improve because it can be better. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, the first thing we have on here is we touched on earlier was engage and network with other business owners, yep. other business owners, other uh, employees of businesses, whatever. Right. Yeah. Engage and network with those people and figure out how you can like help them genuinely. Yeah. Right. Is that you creating like a post on Facebook? Is that you, you know, whatever that is, are they having an event that you can share? Yeah. Right. Are you telling people about it? Like, how can you help them? And I think if you approach a meeting or if you're doing a one-on-one or whatever, um, 
at the end of that, I think a good goal to set is what is one thing I can help you with? What is one thing I can help you or who can I connect you to to move the needle in your business? And I think if we start approaching one-on-ones like that, that'll be so much more impactful and drive a deeper connection because now you're leaving one it works in both favors, right? Because now you're going to follow up and, and and have a reason to follow up with that person. Yeah. And then two, that's going to leave a really good lasting impression with the, the person that you're speaking to or meeting with. Because they're going to say, man, I just met this person and they're already asking how can they help me in my business without asking me for anything. Yeah. So um, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's one of the ways, one of the things that we're doing. So that's perfectly leads into the next point uh, yeah. or the next tip, which is to uh, give without the intention of reciprocation. Yep. And so that um, kind of touching on what we were talking about in terms of like giving things away for free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we mentioned it's a very like, it, it can be tricky to do and yeah. to maintain your observed level of like quality or the way that people value what you do mm-hmm. because if you give away too much for free then people would just say like oh that's easy it's not you know they'll, they'll kind of like write it off as being something that's not valuable right mm-hmm. we will mentally associate things that are free with things that are not valuable yeah um and so i think you have to be really really um careful and intentional about how you give because when you just say like oh yeah this is free this is free this is free and people are like oh well it must not be worth anything so unless it's the samples at costco i digress <laughs> the go ahead <laughs> if, you go, if you time it just right like right after you, church and go to costco or sam's you don't even have to buy lunch yeah. that's what we should have did today um, well you're vegan so maybe not but i'm um, just saying if if it were me by myself or me and like stephanie yeah. well, we would have ganged up and they don't tell you no you can go back for seconds thirds fourths <laughs> Anywho, I've never so, felt like I won during samples, getting samples from Costco. But depends on what it is. Yeah, like if it's like a cheeseburger sample and a pizza. Sam- anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so I mean, that's a perfect example, right? Yeah. Um, Costco gives samples, and- but I will say that does drive your point home, though, of like. The rate in which I've bought something because I had a free sample at Costco is very low. Like, I can't think of any time I bought something at Costco because I had a sample of it. Like, hmm, this cheeseburger is good. Let me go and buy these patties. Like, I've never, I can't think of a time I've ever done that. No, you got it. You picked it up because you were, you were hungry and it was something free. Like that's, it was free, and you're like, man, that was good. I ain't buying it, but it was good. (laughs) It was good. And I think, yeah, and so that's you know, mm-hmm. that drives your different. point home more. Yeah, different for right. every business, different for every product service. Yeah. But be thoughtful and intentional. But do yeah. give, whether that's time, whether that's like you know financially, like but engage with their community, understand their needs, and yeah. give what you have. Um, you know, and don't expect to get something back in return. I think right. that's the biggest biggest part of that. Definitely, that leads. Um, you know, segues to our next point of checking in with individuals personally and not focusing on business. Totally. Right. So um, when you're out meeting with these people and you're exchanging information, um, you know, reach out to them, whether that's once a month, like if you don't see them or something, right. You might Mm -hmm. see them every week at a business club still like reach out to them once a week, once a month, whatever, like intentionally put that on your calendar. Just say, Hey, how are you? We just came out of the holiday season. Right. So, and the holidays are tough for a lot of people for so many different reasons. So, Hey man, you know, now that the holidays are over, Hey friend, whatever, Mm -hmm. 
the holidays are over. Let's, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Let's go grab coffee. Let's catch up. Yeah. Um, because holidays are busy for some. It it brings some people like into a depressive state. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's just them reliving, reliving like their grief all over again. Like we don't know what people are walking through. And so I think yeah. to be able to do that on a personal level instead of it always being transactional. Yeah. Um, that builds a deeper connection for sure. Yeah, I think one of my like favorite um, like Southern colloquialisms is "How's your mom and them?" It's like, I mean, I have you know, never heard you that, <laughs> and you are not from the South, so I've never said it. But I, it's yeah, one is like, like you "How's your mom and them?" Like, you don't say it like that. Don't, that's how you just say don't it. don't do that to the to the South. No, that's how you just said it as a uh, person from Detroit man, trying I'm, to sound like you're from the South. I am an outsider in. How's your mama and them? <laughs> how's, how's your. Man, how your mama and them doing? That's, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> I didn't say I knew it. I didn't understand the mechanics of it. I just know that I've heard it before. And I get the. Uh, I get, I get what the you're warm, saying. you know, feeling behind it. It's like, you yeah. Know, it's not just a simple, like, hey, how you doing? It's like, you know. I got time. That's it. Let's you know talk. what? That just made me think of somebody. Um, so that just made me think of somebody. And automatically, when we were talking about checking in on people personally during the holidays, I thought about my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. And she lost her dad two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you said, for somebody to say, how your mama and them, like, mm-hmm. that was him. That was Mr. Alex. Like, how your daddy and them doing, right? Yeah. Like, that, I mean, and he was from the South. He was like that Southern dad that was like everybody's dad. That, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It was like a warm blanket. I don't, you know, it's just, you knew he cared, right? No matter mm-hmm. how crazy he talked, he might've cussed. Well, he wasn't going to cuss you out, but <laughs> he might've said something to hurt your feelings a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's like, he has, like, he cares about me. Right. Yeah. So I think taking that right. And yeah. into these relationships that may start off as, business networking like make them personal yeah don't be so don't be so busy and so wrapped up in like trying to trying to win Mm -hmm. you know that you don't see the humanity or see the the person behind you know whether that's your customers or you know other business owners who can be customers but yeah just see the person see the human being right and like and we're gonna have a when we get into the tech portion of it we're gonna have something that can kind of help with that right help help manage those relationships with people that may become your clients, but that should start off as friends or that should also be friends aside from that. So we'll kind of show like some little tips and tricks that you can use that will make that easy and, you know, kind of set up reminders, set up some automated things so that you're not manually writing it down or having to think about it every time. So, yeah. Um, And then our last thing um, point was making yourself accessible and allowing others a behind the scenes view. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think when we are vulnerable and show everybody else like, Hey, I know you see like maybe this polished thing at the end, um, but here's what really goes on behind the scenes. And here's, um, what the real deal is, right? So yeah. I know for me, whenever I'm in a shoot, one of the things that I've started doing, especially for headshots, is um, I set up my phone and I just do a time lapse because it looks so chaotic. And if you were to look at it, you probably would have no idea what the outcome is going to look like. Yeah. But then you see that final picture, you're like, man, 
that came from like that, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, and even in those time lapses, you don't hear what people are thinking, hear what people are saying, yeah. hear people feel about the way they look on camera. Yeah. And so just taking all that, right, giving people a behind the scenes view so that they can see like this is everything that went into this this polished product, right? And yeah. so... Um, I mean, you could even get biblical with that, but I'm just saying, I think allowing people, like just being open and honest with people, like, no, I don't have all my stuff together. There's a lot of areas I need to improve, but I think as long as we're striving for improving over perfection, I think you're always going to win. Yeah. I think, well, when you are, when you excel at what you do and you are really, really passionate about it, Mm -hmm. and then you show the kind of behind the curtain look and say like, I am like, I am not just good at this. This is not yeah. just come out perfect. This takes yeah. work. And mm-hmm. I've, I've failed at this a hundred times. Um, I think for one thing, it is, it's a, an act of humility, but it's also permission for that person to, to try something new, to do something that maybe they're uncomfortable with because yeah. now they're like, oh, well, my first attempt doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all figured out the first time. And so, yeah. um, you know, that all ties back into like, you know, kind of what this, this episode is about. It's just like, you know, being in your community in a way that is, uh, is real and genuine and meaningful and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those like showing that you're not perfect ties and connects people much more than showing that you have no imperfections. Right. Yeah. So showing those things that you're struggling with or showing like, Hey, it took me like, this is the journey that it took. That's all a part of your story. Mm -hmm. I think that's what connects so many people, which is why we focus on storytelling so much is because your story and the journey and the highs and the lows of your story connect connect people so much more than you just showing the polished product. And so when people feel like, man, like, okay, like now I feel comfortable and safe because you understand exactly what I went through or you can relate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, people are, I don't know, they're a little bit more susceptible and yeah, they, um, they trust you. More. Yeah, they, they, they do because they're like, you understand. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you understand what I went through, what I'm going through, what I just came out of. Yeah. Um, so now it's not like I'm having to, um, put on this like facade, like, no, you actually understand what it is that, yeah. that I'm going through. So. Yeah. One last thing. I think, um, to that point, every relationship is, is, you know, it's built on the currency of trust. So yeah. that is how we transact in any type of relationship is a modicum of trust between us mm-hmm. um, in business. I give you money. I trust you to give me a product or service that yeah. I can depend on. That is, you know, tasty food or, you know, fixing my car, whatever it might be. But if I trust you, then I will continue to uh, maintain the relationship between us. If I don't trust you, then that uh, motivates me to end that relationship and whatever that might be. And, you know, that's... No matter how good the product or service is. No matter how good. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Yeah. That's life. That's life in general, not just business. <laughs> yeah, life, business, all that fun stuff. Um, yep, but I think that's it for this episode. We want to keep it kind of brief. We don't want to, you know, chew up your whole morning or afternoon or whatever it is. But um, 
Yeah. You have anything else? No. Next week we're going to be talking about something fairly cool, right? It's um, truly understanding your purpose and what you do, mm. and communicating and being clear about that. Yep. Um. So, yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah, no, that's not next week. It. That's is that next week? I think it's. Next month. We're still getting this figured out. So, you know, we've got a plan. The plan is. So we're going to edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> no. So next week we're going to have somebody um, really exciting. And I think um, me and you are big fans of StoryBrand and Donald Miller and how he. Um, I listen to his podcast a lot. Marketing Made Simple, Business Made Simple. And they're always putting emphasis on. Hero maker versus the hero. And so um, next week we're going to be talking about a hero maker and having conversation with a hero maker. So stay tuned for that. Totally. Looking forward to it.